Hey y'all, I'm Mackenzie, a podcaster for the Oregon Wine History Archive. Welcome to our new bonus podcast, Vocal Vines, where I ask wine professionals about anything under the sun. So sit back and get ready to sip on the juice of these vocal vines. June 7th, 2023, I had the opportunity to interview Lois Cho and get a closer look into Cho Wines. We last interviewed Dave and Lois Cho in 2020 when Cho Wines was just getting started. It's been three years since we interviewed the Cho's, so I was budding with some juicy questions for Lois. First question, if you could be any wine, what wine would you be and why? I hate this question. (laughs) Have you gotten asked it before? (laughs) It's always why wine and what wine would you be? Um, I probably would be Pinot Noir um, because I'm basic. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I I consider myself to be pretty um, mainstream but also elegant. Nice. (laughs) And um, so I think... um, uh, that's translated pretty well in our story and that I um, can relate to a lot of people and um, I think Pinot Noir does that too. So is Pinot Noir your favorite wine to drink or no? Mm, I'd say, I'd probably say sparkling, so like a Blanc de Noir, so yeah. it is Pinot Noir sparkling. <laughs> yeah. Nice, okay. And then so last time you talked to Rich you were still a nurse practitioner, yeah. so can you kind of go into why maybe like you chose to fully dive into Cho Wines and like put all your time in there? Yeah. First of all, I want to mention that this bird is trying to steal the show. <laughs> but um, I um, really loved um, being a nurse practitioner, and I think I excelled at my job, and I um, had really great relationships with my patients. Um, but um, it came to the point where, like, I was really enjoying the wine side of things too, and we were raising three kids, and just realizing like one thing had to give and it just happened to be um my nurse practitioner job um but at the same time like before I decided to quit um there were multiple times when I told Dave like that I wanted to quit mainly because I really enjoyed like the nursing side of things or the um, wine side of things and um I think it's because I was in my job for a good 10 years and I had felt like I mastered it in some way um, and wanting to um, continue to learn and I think that's what wine did it for me like the wine business and just learning how to market to people and learning more about the wine and how it's made and exploring that whole world with my husband. Have you seen like any crossovers where you're like oh since I was in like nursing and stuff this has helped me in like a certain case or something like any of those times? Oh yeah totally. <laughs> okay, so um, in the cellar um, you know there's something called siphoning so mm-hmm. from the barrel to get it into vessel um, you would um, use gravity so you like use a tube and you stick it into the barrel and you suck up some of the wine and then you like um, gravity feed it down to a lower compartment or lower barrel it could be um, and so while we were doing that I told Dave Dave this is like a gravity fed enema it's like <laughs> the exact same concept and he's like please don't post that anywhere <laughs> and I had actually like posted on my Instagram stories like did you know that siphoning it uses the same concepts and he's like take it down <laughs> and so it, if you were like the 10 people that saw it, <laughs> it yeah it lived for 10 like 10 minutes on Instagram <laughs> Interesting. And then so Cho Wines is really good with like social media and stuff. And that started like with your blog and your pictures and stuff. So like, do you think like, how'd you get into that? And how has that influenced Cho Wines like Mm -hmm. currently? I, um, I really love scrapbooking and (laughs) I loved like photo albums when I was um, younger and, um, love taking pictures. And I think that translated into like storytelling because I would like 
even when I was like a teenager before I'd go to bed I'd like play out my life in my head like as a narrative (laughs) and so um I think that just translated over like when we started the whole wine journey when Dave initially Dave and I moved up to Oregon um I told him like hey Dave like most wineries have a story like what's our story we don't have a story so I just sort of started blogging and sharing um our journey and I think one blog there was like I ended it like I wonder if we're gonna have our winery one day you know like it just like left it open-ended and then um I think that just translated as like you know generations change or like the decades change there's something that's trending and um I think that went from blogging to instagramming and then to tiktoking Mm -hmm. and you know it just like translates over there are different mediums but it's all the same thing it's all storytelling nice I love that do you think you're ever gonna try to like have like some wine brands have like other people who they hire to help or do you think that's always going to be like part of your passion with Cho Wines? Yeah it's it's tempting (laughs) but I think the storytelling is such a huge aspect in our in our brand that yeah it's hard for me to give that up definitely because it's like it's first person perspective and it's um yeah I think it would really change things if it came from someone else. Nice and then so wine it's just a crazy business. And I know you help Dave a lot. Have you helped him like with the winemaking and stuff like that? Yeah. Do you have like a craziest story from that experience? We have many stories. <laughs> if you want to yes. share one. Um, so last harvest, so 2022 was my first harvest. I was in a harvest intern and um, uh, working for your spouse. <laughs> <It's just laughs> but he ended up injuring his back like the first day of our harvest so literally our chardonnay grapes came in and then he lifted the press pan and then injured his back and so he was bedridden for two weeks which was like my first like harvest internship <laughs> I was like, the like I just got promoted I did that's what he said you're like now assistant winemaker so I was like running to vineyards and like sampling and checking bricks and then reporting back to him and like bringing him clusters so he could taste the grapes and then um running back and forth and um and then you know at the vineyard or or at the winery um just like with the two days of orientation I had like him telling me what I needed to do um so that was pretty crazy um and then I realized at the end of harvest after he was back and we had gone through it there was a moment when I was sitting at the press pan and a tear rolled down my cheek (laughs) I was like I do not enjoy harvest (laughs) and I told Dave I was like I think you're gonna have to hire someone next year because I don't want to do this again but we'll see I feel like it's like childbirth where it's like really difficult (laughs) and then you see the reward and then you forget about the hard parts and you want to do it again so I think we'll we'll see (laughs) that's fair did you uh do any like pump down like pump overs and stuff like that yeah we um like um I pretty much did presage like we stopped (laughs) yeah so we we stopped the grapes we um I didn't do the pump overs the only pump over I think we had to do was for our like our apple grape co-ferment mm-hmm. and Dave usually did that or the um we had interns at the at Bjornsson where we make wine and so yeah but what yes. would you say was like the messiest part that you really just were like why mm-hmm. why do I have to do this oh um that's a good question <laughs> I um like the like the foot stomping the presage part was like fun because mm-hmm. it's like yeah. a romantic part of it I think it's just the cleaning like just yeah. cleaning and cleaning and cleaning it's just <laughs> like, like I make yes. a mess I now uh-huh. have to clean the mess right and then I have to go yes, make another exactly. mess exactly <laughs> yes that's yes I could do without it <laughs> fair yeah um 
So what is something that you wish you knew when you were actually like going into this endeavor of like Cho wines that you're like, oh, I wish someone shared this with me? Um, I would say like the business side of things, um, cause there's a lot of compliance paperwork and, you know, the non-glamorous side of things. Um, so if there was someone to like walk me through that <laughs> and be like, Hey, this is exactly what you should do. Or just like checklist. There's a lot of, um, starting your own business, Googling things and like finding lists that way. Um, but if there were a manual, <laughs> it would be <laughs> wonderful that I could watch like really quick, like in a TikTok video. <laughs> You're like the little steps yes. so I could just follow them and do like, well, that things. was like my initial like TikTok channel I was like how to start a winery and like doing like this like really quick videos mm-hmm. and like how shoes I was yeah that's, that's, <laughs> if, if, someone, if someone wants to work for me and be my virtual assistant wants to do that for me <laughs> fair yeah. it's and that's like what's not like talked about a lot mm-hmm. that like business side and stuff like that so right. and I think it's a really needed job and for those people who are the more analytical mm-hmm. to be like hey I can have a passion for wine and still have like an analytical profession in it that's right. kind of cool yeah um, so Cho Wines, you have two different labels. Mm-hmm. Can you like talk me through how you kind of got both labels? Yeah, a lot of people ask us if we like changed our labels midway through, but I had mentioned before on our walk that we um, had eight different wines mm-hmm. in um, in our inaugural release. And with that, we wanted to distinguish the different styles of winemaking we had. And so like our popping blue, like Cho label, um, the iconic blue, teal <laughs> blue, um, that one was more, uh, those are more of like our ancestral method, um, more experimental wines. So like our pet nuts, our piquettes, and our apple grape co ferment mm-hmm. falls in there. Um, and then we have a like a um, wildflower Oregon wildflower logo, and that one is more of like our classical winemaking styles. And so like your method traditional and you know your still reds and roses. Cool. And then what are you personally excited for for Cho mm-hmm. wines in the future? I'm excited for our tasting room. You know, right now you're, we're sitting right on our tasting deck, our makeshift like glamping wine tasting room. Um, but um, with our build that's happening, I'm excited for what um, events and like what community that brings in. Um, so we'll be open in March of 2024. So yeah, exciting to see it actually like. <laughs> culminate like oh my gosh we did it <laughs> like to see it physically yeah. and be like this was like our and, vision yeah and to make our wine like bring everything in-house like yeah. to have our vine our own vines and producing our own grapes and having our own tasting room and um, production facility I think it would it'll like finally be like wow we did it <laughs> nice yeah. and then if you were to give anyone else kind to make like their own wines or get their own vineyard any advice what would it be mm, don't do it <laughs> it's a lot of work um yeah (laughs) um what advice would I give them I think um like don't compromise and um if you're really I mean like there were so many opportunities in the last 10 years like because Dave was always on Zillow or landandfarm.com and like sending me properties for like hey what if we did this but there was always something where we're like eh like the location's not great uh the aspect is a little odd or like oh those vines are diseased and there's a lot of work that it'll have to go into it so like I feel like um because we didn't compromise on those aspects, we were able to land this really sweet property. And so, um, yeah, if you're on that journey, like don't compromise. Um, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yes, thanks it was awesome interviewing you. 
Chome Wines and Lois's Vines have just gotten started, but it was amazing to catch up with Lois and talk about anything from harvest stories to simple advice. I'm Mackenzie Kulik, your local viney, and I promise to bring the vines as long as y'all bring your glasses. I'll see y'all next time for some more Vocal Vines.